is a man. A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? What in oblivion is that? This is the part where you fall down and bleed to death. Finish him. Oh, what? That was too close. You were almost a jiggle sandwich. Good morning, everybody, and welcome again to the Arrow to the Knee podcast, a game pod, a podcast about podcasts and games. <laughs> I'm your host, Adam. Oh, no. you're killing me. No. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I always get tripped up. I, don't I know. know. That's why you got to let me do it. I don't want you to have the satisfaction. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Wow. People, the truth people, comes uh, out. All of the reviews I've read about our podcast says that your voice is grating oh, and they really? don't uh, like your attitude. That's so crazy. All of the reviews That's I've read. That's so crazy. I'm going to have to read some of those. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I deleted everything. Oh, wow. I didn't want your feelings to be hurt. I see. But That's now very, that we're in the moment. Yeah. Uh, it all just comes <laughs> spilling out. I can't help myself. Well, um, hello, everyone. Yeah. So this is going to be our fourth and final spooktacular episode. <laughs> yeah, we are trash, so people. Is... <laughs> it's like so... the end of November. So, okay, so... no, this is the real reason why. So in the last episode, I chose to use the word, kind of on a whim, yeah, because... without really thinking about it. I used the word pent-ultimate, right? Mm-hmm, and so I was thinking did. to myself, like, yeah, yeah, I know what this word means, right? <laughs> And then so I questioned myself <laughs> afterwards. I looked it up. Turns out pentultimate actually means the second to last, oh. not the last. Uh, welcome to the Erdogan podcast, a podcast about grammar exactly. and uh, Webster's. Yes. So uh, we thought it would be kind of funny to do a final Halloween episode because we said that the last one was the pentultimate <laughs> one. So, so that way to be the final. We're, we're technically correct, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're never wrong. And we're never wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, also, it kind of just happened to kind of work out this way. This wasn't really planned. But also, Luigi's Mansion 3 was released. <laughs> so we wanted to do an episode for that game anyway. And so now we can kind of rope it into the whole... You know, final episode of the Halloween thing. And all the kind of beans kind of fell together. You know what I mean? The beans fell together? Yeah. That's not a thing. Well, in Colombia, that's what they say. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Um, So today we're going to do something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, Something a little... New, you might even I hate say. You. <laughs> New Ouija, one oh, might say. Got him. Um, so basically what we're going to do, we do have a little bit of news that we'll touch yeah, on too. Yeah, it's like news, um, I guess. I yeah. guess it's news. Um, but then we're really going to jump into uh, like our first actual like official review yep. of a game. We've never so, reviewed a game before. Yeah, we've like given you our top 10 and all that jazz, but we yeah. haven't really, um, we've been diving into a lot of older games and not a lot of newer games. Yeah. So we t- we're taking this as an opportunity to kind of do um, like a hybrid of both so obviously luigi's mansion is a franchise that has been around for a while Mm -hmm. um but we're going to kind of mention what luigi's mansion is kind of give you a preface and then um we've played luigi's mansion 3 and we're going to do a review of that particular game so yeah yeah. we just thought it'd be kind of cool to give you the you know a background into the series Mm -hmm. so that if you've never played it before you kind of know what you're going to get into if you want to play the new one so Mm -hmm. so so mini deep dive mini deep dive Followed by a rating. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Now that's value. Two for one special. Ugh. Should we charge more for this one, do you think? 
I think so. Okay. Uh, let me <laughs> let me talk to our sponsors, EA. Yeah, and exactly. See. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Can you imagine? They would hate us so much. They um, would. All yeah. publicity is good. Pu- wait, what's it? Pub. There's no. There's no there's such no thing such as bad, bad publicity. publicity. Yeah. yeah. There you That's go. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But so uh, yeah, we've got just a, a quick little kind of news thing. So let's uh, let's get into that first. Ba-da-da-da. Nuclear launch detected. War. War never changes. War has changed. That wizard came from the moon. Leon! Help me, Leon! Kajita's wares, if you have coin. So our news for this week is not necessarily about something in the gaming community at large. Um, uh, this is a podcast all about games and gaming. Right. It's about gaming, just not about the gaming community mm, at large. Yeah. I suppose. So... Um, as I promised I would many episodes ago, <laughs> I have finally played... I don't think it was many episodes ago. I it think was. It, I good... think it was last episode. No. It's just been so long. It was a good number. Yeah, that we haven't recorded in a while. We're pretty much garbage Sorry. people, but that's okay. <laughs> um, we've we've explained that before. You know, that's not new information, so... Yeah, but you... uh, many episodes ago, um, I had said that I was going to, at some point, play World of Warcraft Classic so that I could formulate my own opinion on it, right? And I was waiting for Phase 2 to start, which for people who don't know anything about World of Warcraft Classic, that's when the player versus player incentives were added to the game, which is something that I was really looking forward to. So just kind of wanted to do a follow-up on our MMO episode and kind of our discussion of it in the past. I actually think it is quite good. And you you may uh, remember from past episodes that I was pretty hesitant about it. I was very skeptical. I was kind of going into it expecting to not really like it, right? Especially because I had spoken to um, some other people and they were saying that, you know, they, they were looking forward to it for a long time and they were let down. I kind of had the opposite experience, which is pretty cool. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Where you're kind of like expecting something to be bad and it turns out to be great, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't want to go super deep into it because we already spent a whole episode talking about MMOs. But uh, kind of just real quick, the things that I liked about it is the sense of challenge is definitely real. And that's something that uh, I was kind of expecting. So the none of the quests that you complete, nothing tells you where to go on your map, right? You have to read the quest and go around and explore based off of what someone told you to find stuff. So there's just an inherent challenge just in getting around and finding things and all that type of stuff. Also, the um, the enemies you fight are way more challenging. So, like, there's kind of always this sense of, like, if I, like, go too far away from a town, I might just die and just keep getting fucked, right? So, there, you know, you never feel like it's just, like, easy and brain dead, um, especially if you like to be a little bit more adventurous like I do and try to maybe venture into a little bit higher level area than maybe you typically should it really kind of gives you that sense of excitement where you have to play well you have to play carefully otherwise you could just get fucked and 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 killed right um so whenever i can i try to do quests that are you know a higher level than what i am just to kind of have that extra sense of challenge and maybe try to get into some dungeons a little bit earlier than the recommended level as 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 much as i can do that i i I want to right and so one, uh, the last thing that I will say about it that I r- did not anticipate happening at all is the way that the NPCs and the characters in the world treat you 
is very different than any MMO I've ever played before, right? So if you're playing retail WoW, like all the way up to date, it's just like, oh, hero of Azeroth, let me suck your dick. And then when I'm done with that, let me tell you how great you are. And then maybe if you can, you know, find some time or whatever, if you could save the entire fucking universe, that would be awesome, right? Meanwhile, in WoW Classic, I got a quest from someone to deliver a package. Upon delivering the package to the intended recipient, they respond to me, ah, yes, courier, you have done your master proud. Like, go back and tell your master that I am pleased with the service of you delivering this package. And I'm just like, what? That guy's not my master. I I guess technically he did just kind of hire me to deliver his mail. But uh, no, I'm not a courier. I'm a fucking, I'm a hero. I fight bad guys and I... Oh, oh man, man. <laughs> I, I just I just got paid to do menial this menial task, womp, right? Womp. Yeah. So uh and, and like there are several occasions where they will refer to you as kind of like an underling, right? Like mm-hmm. they will say, like, I know that you're just delivering this message. Go back to your the person who's in charge of you, your superior officer, and you know, report back to them or whatever. The information that I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm telling it to you so that you can tell it to someone else. And I'm just like wow, I'm actually kind of like a shitter in this game, right? Wow. Which is like very realistic. Like you start off as a shitter and you get stronger as, as the game goes on. But the early level quests really kind of reinforce that, right? Like you are not some big, strong hero. And that's also reinforced by the gameplay. Just like regular enemies can kick your ass. So at no point do you feel like you're a super strong badass. Maybe at some point you will when you're the max level. But even then... There'll still probably be enemies that are just way stronger than me, so I'm not expecting to feel that way ever. And that gives it a really different kind of gameplay, right? Because you're always kind of afraid for your life, and you know that if you go too far outside the bounds, you might just get punished for it. So it, it you know, gives it a lot more challenge that way, which I found to be pretty rewarding when you can, like, successfully uh, accomplish stuff. And uh, I didn't realize how many skills... Like, I knew on paper that they had really dumbed down a lot of the skills in later versions of WoW, but I did not realize how much that was the case. And kind of even some of the more, like, fringe-type stuff, like, you know, Shackle Undead or, like, Control Demon or something like that, these skills that you just, like, might not even put on your skill bar in Retail WoW, you might use on a regular basis in Classic WoW because you're, like... I need to take every fucking tool at my disposal to not die, right? Like every little tiny advantage I can get to make myself stronger could matter because some, you know, things are challenging and it might really come down to the wire that you're like, shit, if I had like a hundred more health, that may have made all the difference between me living or dying, right? So overall, I've been very impressed with it. Uh, I do encourage other people to give it a shot. It really feels like there is a big sense of community. Oh, I forgot to mention this, right? So I'm like just starting off. I'm like level seven or whatever. And there's this quest that I'm trying to do. But you have to take on bam, 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 three enemies at once, right? Like there's no way that you can single them out. And you're thinking to yourself, three guys just hot. <laughs> oh, I mean, what? <laughs> you might be thinking to yourself if you played retail. Wow. Oh, okay, well, instead of me going up there and bonking them with my sword, instead I'll do my spin move and just kill all three at the same time. No problem. There's a guide that told me to do my spin move instead of my single target move, right? 
this is easy. That is not the case in this game, right? Especially at early levels, taking on three enemies at once might just be actually impossible while you are in the single digit levels, right? Um, once you get some better equipment and more skills, then, you know, sure, maybe it becomes possible. But I at least have not uh, uh, have not encountered a point in the game yet where I'm like, yeah, I can take on three guys at once, no problem, no issue. That has not occurred for me yet. So I'm just like, holy fuck, like, how am I going to accomplish this? Meanwhile, some player just runs by and he just says to me, oh, hey, are you trying to do this quest? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So he teams up with me. And um, we kill the three guys. I get the item I need. We're good to go. And I say, oh, hey, buddy, like, thanks for helping me out. Sure is a good thing that you were on this quest, too. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, I already finished that quest. I just saw that you needed help and I came to help. And I'm just like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Is, like, is, I'm this, like, is, is friendship really the real uh, end of the quest? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the real <laughs> It's friendship. And I'm, is and the... I'm just like, how is this <laughs> possible? Yeah. How is this actually, I don't think I've ever played a video game ever in my life when someone was just like, hey, buddy, it seemed like you need some help. So I thought I would just come and help you and I got no reward for it at all. Right. And I was like, this is a one of this is never going to happen again. The next day, basically the same shit happened. And I'm not talking about some like max level character. I'm talking about someone who's like the same level as me or like one level higher. Right. Someone who has a lot of progress and a lot of things left that they need to do. Like they wasted their time effectively in order to help me. And I just thought that was amazing. Like that's never happened to me in any other MMO. So this, there is a real sense of community, right? And I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that the game is challenging and people recognize people can accomplish these, these quests by themselves. They need help. So I think that like, Maybe it's, they want to just approach it as like a good karma thing or maybe people are like, I need to do this so that when I need help, someone will right. come and help me. I don't know. But either way, the end result is like this community of people actually helping each other, even if they're not going to gain anything for it, which I just think is is crazy. And the final thing about this interaction that I thought was very noteworthy is when we kind of parted ways, he said to me, good luck. And I was like, yeah, you're... T you're telling me, brother, like, good luck to you too, right? Like this, you know, this, it's it's ruthless out there. <laughs> and then the next like five people that I joined a party with when we split ways, they all said, good luck, good luck, good luck. It's, it's never like, hey, all right, I'll see you later. It's always good luck when we split up. And I just thought that that was such an interesting phenomenon that the standard departure message is good luck because it is just people very directly um recognizing that it is rough out there good luck you're gonna yeah. need luck just to survive right um and so i just thought that that was a really interesting phenomenon and i just wanted to share that i think it kind of helps paint the the picture here so yeah it's but, very sweet yeah isn't it yeah, yeah. community so, oh. also um alternatively i've heard a lot of other people on a lot of server servers are like yeah i just like flew over the the, the badlands here and there's just like skeletons everywhere Dude, okay so as right. far as the eye can see i didn't want to talk about this but now now that you mentioned that so oh, i oh boy i i want i wanted to join when phase two was starting the day that phase two dropped it was just a fucking bloodbath yeah. alliance and horde just fighting anywhere you can imagine. Like I tried to go to Menethil Harbor 
and take a boat somewhere and just the docks are just covered in skeletons, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it looks like a fucking war had blown through there, right? I mean, the, you know, just crazy fighting everywhere. And uh, so the the world PvP is definitely real. And that is definitely something that I was kind of looking forward to. So I'm glad that my expectations have been either met or, quite frankly, wildly exceeded in a lot of cases. So overall, uh, really, uh, really happy with it. I did not expect to be impressed. And here I am. So great. Color me impressed. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So I guess uh, with that, let's get into the actual uh, meat and potatoes of the episode. (laughs) I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah. We're back. Better than ever. I'm still more salty. meaty and more potatoey than ever. There's too much salt on this meat and potatoes. Um, anywho, Luigi's yeah, mansion. Yeah, you guys got to watch your sodium levels if you're going to be <laughs> listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, anywho, I guess we should just probably dive right in. So, just to let you guys know, there are three different Luigi's Mansion games. So, there's Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion Two. Dark Moon. We did confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not New Moon. It's not New Moon. It's Dark Moon. Quality um, podcast in here. And then Luigi's Mansion 3. So they're kind of all over the place here with the titles on this. Like, uh, I don't, they can't decide if they want to just do a subtitle. They want to do like Luigi's, like, I love how it's Luigi's Mansion 2, Luigi's Mansion 2, Dark Moon, Luigi's Mansion 3. It's not Luigi's Mansion 3 right. subtitle. Something, yeah. It's just Luigi's yeah. Mansion 3. So they're kind of all over the place. Um, if it had been like Dark Shadow or something like that, I'd be like, okay, it's Luigi's Mansion DS or something like yeah. that. But oh, it, yeah, but, it, no. but it's not though. It's DM. No, it's not. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. DM. Yeah, it's Dark Moon. DM. Yeah, me. yeah. yeah exactly. DM me, bro. Um. So yeah. So with Luigi's Mansion, just to kind of give you some perspective as to what this game franchise even is, um, it is an action adventure puzzle solving kind of a game, um, developed and published by Nintendo, um, and it was the I'm trying to remember. It was the launch game for uh, the GameCube. That w- that's super important. So Luigi's Mansion, the first Luigi's Mansion game, came out for the GameCube. Um, it was a launch game, and it remains the top. It remains it remains the fifth best selling GameCube game of yeah. all time. Oh yeah. So Luigi's Mansion is nothing to spit at. It's a really really great game. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The, the reason why I have this, like, soft spot in my heart for Luigi's Mansion, genuinely, is obviously we all play as Mario. Play as Mario all the time. Fuck Mario. I'm going <laughs> to go on record right now. Fuck Mario. So, and I say that I say that a little bit as a goof because this is the second game. Uh, let me repeat that. The second game in the entire, like, Nintendo yeah. universe that features Luigi as the main playable character. So sad, yeah. man. Give Luigi his time to shine. That's what I have to say. And I really love this franchise, particularly because Luigi's a badass, yeah. but he's fucking terrified. Right. The entire time he's going through and he's trying to to complete this goal, XYZ, whatever it is, he is scared the entire time. He's literally walking through, shaking. Yes. Literally shaking, walking through the house house mario shaky voice creeped out but he goes through and he busts his ass and he does what he needs to do honestly like 
That's way more than it's I can say. It's way more impressive because mm-hmm. like Mario is never afraid and he does it, right? So I feel like it's way crazier that Luigi is scared shitless, but he forces himself to do it anyway. That's way more impressive it's to way me. way more impressive. He has courage yeah. and I really appreciate exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, um, quite frankly, maybe Mario's just stupid. You know maybe, what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. Like, maybe he's not afraid. He's a Gryffindor, for yeah, sure. Oh, and yeah. then Luigi's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Makes sense. Takes way more courage, I'm just saying, to be... I'm not convinced Mario has courage. Maybe he doesn't even acknowledge the danger. <laughs> he's just like, you know what yeah, I mean? man, hold my beer. Exactly, <laughs> let exactly. Me do, let me I don't do even this. think he knows what kind of danger he's in. Yeah, let me fight this giant dragon dinosaur thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that seems... Let me jump on its head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems pretty accurate <laughs> to me. Um, <clears throat> but, so to give you some perspective... Um, why would Luigi go to this fucking haunted mansion? I don't understand. Um, so the basic plot for this this first game, um, I, I'm going to give you the basic plot and then we can get into like how gameplay actually works in this game. Um, so basic plot is uh, you have received a letter uh, inviting uh, the Mario Bros, which also is rude, like small tangent. Why are they called the Mario Bros? Like Oof. that's so fucking Ouch. rude. It's not like Mario's name is Mario Mario. Rewind, uh, rewind like three minutes back and re-listen to that other part to, to explain how we feel about this yeah. Uh, section. Yeah, yeah. anyway, whatever. Yeah, f- f- oh, where I said, fuck Mario. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so anyway, so there's this invitation that gets sent through uh, the mail and it arrives at the Mario Brothers house and it says that they have won a contest or they have won a... Um, a mansion is basically what it is. I think it's like specifically like, hey, congratulations, Luigi. You've won this mansion. It's been left for you by your like uncle or some shit. Um, I think it's actually I think it's actually a contest. I think I'm getting that confused with the uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, you remember where Shaggy goes to that haunted mansion and there's like all those little uh, it's like the Boo's Boo Brothers. The Southern Plantation one. Yeah, the Southern Plantation one. Yeah, Shaggy. I, I believe it's called uh, Scooby-Doo and the Boo Brothers. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. He gets left a mansion and he gets there yes. and it's haunted. Yes. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. It's the same, yes. <laughs> the same thing. Um, but so Mario tells Luigi he's going to go scout ahead. He's going to go there first. They, Luigi's going to... Yeah, they, they agree to meet there. Yes, they agree to meet. Yeah. Um, Luigi arrives and the mansion doesn't look as nice as it did in the photo mm. that they sent with the invitation. Looks a little spookier, you might say. Looks a little uh, haunted. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Luigi, noticing that his brother is nowhere to be found goes into the mansion mm-hmm. and spoopy stuff ensues yes. very quickly. So basically you walk in and you're immediately hit with the, like the Resident Evil 1 kind of a vibe, right? Yeah. You walk in the front door, there's a staircase going up to the upper balcony, there's rooms on uh, on the sides you can go to. It really kind of feels like you're in that Resident Evil 1 mansion, which is which is I feel like very intentional, right? Like yeah. they're they're trying to evoke that type of horror theme, right? I'm going to be honest. This game really, really reminds me of Resident Evil. It really reminds me of Resident weird. Evil. It's just it's like... It's not weird. This is literally just kid-friendly Resident Evil. It is. Is honestly just, what this whole franchise is. It really, honest to God, is. Yeah. You go through, you solve puzzles, you collect exactly. keys to access yes. other parts of the mansion. A lot of backtracking and yes. puzzle solving with items you find in your environment. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar to the Resident Evil game. Yeah, it's cutesy Resident Evil. Yeah, it really is. For sure. For sure. Um... So I don't want to spoil too much, really, with this game, but I but I am gonna 
I mean, the plot for this admittedly is pretty simple, so I don't really think it's that bad if I kind of tell you the basics of what's going yeah, on. I mean, I'm not going to dive super deep into it. O- but... Overall, it is a Mario slash Luigi mm-hmm. franchise game, so the you know the plot, the plot is, is lacking. Yeah, it is. Right? It oftentimes takes a backseat. Yes. Yeah. Um. So with this particular game, you arrive and you're searching through the mansion, can't find your brother. Um. At at a certain point in the game, you you run into uh, Professor Egads. Egads, like sukka, sukka. Sukka, sukka. like the exclamation egads. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, it's really funny. I actually I was looking this up earlier, and um, the name for egads in Japanese is also like a play on an exclamation for oh my, oh my. <laughs> which I think but is, it's a different exclamation. Yeah, it's just a different yeah. excla- exclamation, but yeah, it's still awesome. it's still a pun, like even yeah, in Japanese, which I really cool. am in love with. By the way, um, so Professor Egads is a little old man who um, he studies ghosts. Like that is his right. deal. That is what he as one does right um so he uh lets luigi uh have one of his inventions called the poltergust which is a vacuum cleaner it's so funny (laughs) it's a vacuum cleaner that can suck up ghosts and capture them yes so he it's just a win-win situation here you need to get through this mansion um and i need to collect more ghosts to study so i need to suck them dry Mm -hmm. so so he gives you the poltergust um and i want to say like the way I don't know why it's so satisfying and so fun to use that fucking vacuum cleaner, but it is so fun. Like you, you suck up like papers and like spider webs and you use it to like uh, on occasion, um, there'll be like a rug that's a little bit pulled up and you suck onto the rug and you pull it up and there's something underneath it. So you're using this to navigate around the world, which I actually would say probably influenced, uh, paper mario like the paper mario um yeah like later paper marios where you really interact and they play up the paper and it's like this interaction with the environment that you don't usually experience so i i really love that dynamic in this franchise it's really really fun um and uh so you have so you have your poltergust which is a vacuum cleaner yeah so so how, how does sucking up ghosts work that's what i'd like yes. to say real quick is so when you see a ghost in your environment you go ah Ah. And I'll, actually, quite a few times, Luigi will I'll, actually, ah. yeah, he, he, Luigi gets scared, right? Oh. Like, like we said before, yeah, he, he gets fucking terrified. So let's say you've encountered a ghost. Congratulations. That's step one. Step two is you just point your vacuum at him and you suck him up. Nope. Wrong. If you tried to suck up a ghost, they're just going to phase out or punch you in the or face. punch you in the face or whatever, right? You have to use your <laughs> flashlight to stun them when their kind of defenses are down by getting hit with this direct beam of light, then you can try to suck them up with the vacuum. Once the vacuum is sucking them good, then they are going to try to escape as if their life depend their unlife depends on it, Ugh. right? So they're going to constantly be running away from you, and you have to pull back on your controller. Kind of like fishing pole dynamics. Kind of like a fishing pole yeah. dynamic. They are a fish that is just like frantically, and when I say frantically, I mean they are just running all around the room, just flailing all over the place, um, and you have to kind of move your control stick back and move your character back around to line yourself up with them so that they can continually get sucked into the vacuum. And so as they are getting sucked, their, in quotes, health is going down. They have like a numerical value that'll show up when you're sucking them. And um, I hate that you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, when you're sucking them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> they'll give you a rating on uh, how good you're sucking. 
No, I think I think of it more of as a, a countdown. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Anyway, um, so uh, whence, uh, whence? <laughs> <laughs> From whence they came. <laughs> so once the uh, countdown gets to zero, then they will be fully sucked into the vacuum. Fully sucked. Fully sucked. Complete. The sucking is done at that point. <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But sometimes while you're in the middle of sucking them, they can kind of prematurely break it off. They can they can escape from the from the vacuum. Then you're going to have to hunt them down, stun them with your flashlight and start sucking them. Uh not all over again. You'll pick up from where you left off, right? <laughs> I understand why you wanted to do a Luigi's Mansion episode now. <laughs> to make a bunch of sucking puns. Oh, no, this is just all happening organically. Uh, no, sure. n- actual actual nothing about this was planned. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, at any rate, so so that's that's how the actual, I guess we'll call it combat for lack of a better term yeah, in this game yeah. happens is you try to stun them and uh, use your vacuum on them to reduce their health. When their health is completely uh, gonzo, then they will be sucked all the way into your vacuum and they're they're gone. Fully sucked. Fully sucked. So, um, so yes. So you, you're basically walking through this mansion stage by stage. Um, and as you're progressing, you're uh, solving more puzzles. You gain access to different parts of the mansion. You do also gain like new um, like tools and stuff like that to help you when you backtrack, um, like Adam said. Um, and ultimately, at the end of each of these stages, there's like a boss battle, right? Um, and these boss battles are called portrait ghosts, is how they're referred to. Yes. So these ghosts were trapped in portraits, and they have been released, and that's why they're wreaking havoc upon this mansion. Um, as you go through the game, and this really isn't a spoiler, like I said, the plot is kind of whatever in this game, but as you will realize... Um, this this mansion was actually built by King Boo to harbor all of these ghosts. And, and so when you meet Professor Egad, he actually says to you, mm-hmm. yeah, clearly this mansion is supernatural in origin. It actually only appeared like two nights ago. Yes. So like if you were here like last week, this entire fucking mansion would not even have been here. Yep. So uh, as you discover, that's actually what's going on. King Boo has constructed this place as a trap to capture you and your brother. Um, and, I mean, who knows? Maybe Luigi fails. Or maybe not. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, that's... You're trying, you're trying to put the these ghosts back, back into, the, into portraits. the portraits, right? And how do you do that? You Thanks. suck them good. You, well, that's oh. implied, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Professor E. Gads has another piece of technology that can kind of turn... Their pure like ectoplasmic energy and kind of convert it into a portrait, right? What? That's what you just happens. get that sticky ectoplasm. I after didn't say you that. Suck them up. That's not what I said. Those are your words. <sighs> this is a professional podcast. I didn't say it. You said it. I <laughs> anyway. wasn't going anywhere near that one. But yes. And so you might say, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Uh, you know, you're turning ghosts into portraits, and uh, yeah, sure, whatever. At one point, you find Mario. <gasps> Mario has been himself turned into a portrait. Bum, bum, so you are going to ultimately use the same portrait conversion technology to turn Mario from a portrait back to a typical Mario. A typical? Just your regular your average re- run-of-the-mill Mario. standard Mario. Mario. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. So um, that's basically the premise of the first game. Um, there's obviously like a bunch of collectibles that you can get in this game. For the majority, there's like a monetary value attached to it. So like you get like treasure is yeah. basically what it's referred to. There's really no 
dynamic to this treasure except for like your end of game it's kind of like your end game yeah, yeah it's that's just really like a it fun it's just like a fun thing yeah, really right. because um, like it encourages uh, you to just suck up everything you can suck exactly basically. and when we say everything we mean everything. everything like if you're walking by you go through the dining room you can just be randomly putting your vacuum around and oh uh i guess the uh dining room tablecloth is sucking my vacuum uh oh shit and you just keep sucking and the whole tablecloth <laughs> and all the stuff on the table just gets sucked into your vacuum yes. right so just like everything in your environment you can effectively kind of destroy by just sucking it into your vacuum and a lot of these things will you'll you'll find gems or just literal money right there's like paper dollar bills mm-hmm. that'll be like hidden yeah. and stuff and like Sarah said, it kind of just reflects your end game score, how much money you got is um, how well you did in the game. Mm-hmm. Because not only does it mean <coughs> you, that you had to find all of that money, but when you die or take damage, maybe it's just when you take damage, you actually drop and lose some of your money, right? So if you're constantly taking damage and getting your shit kicked, you're going to end up with less money than if you had never taken a point of damage in the entire game. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so it's just objectively, it's just more, more or less just objectively yeah. like a good job. Just like a rating. Extra yeah. pat on your back. Yeah. Um, another feature as far as we're talking about, like while we're talking about like treasure and like end of game scores and stuff like that. Um, there's also an invention that EGADS has called the Game Boy Horror. Oh, yeah. Which is a pun off of Game Boy Color. Thank yep. you. Thank you, Professor yep. EGADS. You're so Nintendo loves smart. to put their own yeah. game systems in their from an older generation <laughs> in their current generation yeah, games. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. honestly. Um, so... That is basically what you use to detect booze. So um, on top of all the portrait ghosts and the standard like little tiny ghosties that you fight while you're just running through the mansion, there are also booze hiding in secret locations. So when you get close to one of these booze, you'll get like a vibration on your controller or it'll like beep or something to let yeah. you know. I forgot how the Game Boy Horror works because I was playing it for the DS. Um but it like beeps at you or vibrates at you to let yeah. you know there's a boo nearby. And then you have to kind of explore the area to try to find this hidden right. boo. Um, and they all have cute little names and they're all puns Oh, yeah, on they're shit. all puns on there's boo. A, there's Booina a Yeah, and... there's a boo in the basement called Boo Smint. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's another like treasure sort of yeah. thing. So um, and, and so like unlike the other ghosts that will kind of get stuck in your vacuum while you're trying to capture them. The boos do not. They are just like freely like running away. So they are much, uh, much more challenging to capture. Also, if they escape from you, they can hide in objects in another room. So Mm -hmm. you might have to where like all the other ghosts you find, they are kind of confined to the room that they're in. The boos can move from from, uh, room to room which makes them a lot harder to track down and capture. Right. So general overarching thing, catch the ghosts, put them back in the portraits. Right. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. I recommend you play it regardless. Like like I said, the plot, the plots to these games aren't really why you're here. It's the gameplay, really. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. Um, but at the end of this game, you catch King Boo and you put him in a portrait. This is relevant so we can talk about the next game. This is important. So, and one thing I do want to say about the first game is at one point you see Bowser and you're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're like, fucking Bowser, he captured Mario. He set this whole shit up. Turns out Bowser isn't there at all. King Boo is like hiding inside a like puppet fake version. puppet Bowser body. Yeah. So like your final boss fight, it kind of starts as a Bowser boss fight. But after you get further enough into it, 
the Bowser's head is like floating around <laughs> and doing ghost shit, and right? You're like, because what? yeah, so it's kind of an interesting spin on on you know the whole Bowser aspect, but like it'll still shoot fire at you and all that stuff that you would expect from yeah, Bowser. Pretty cool. Honestly, yeah, it, it's yeah. actually pretty cool, especially because like you know. You can kind of see when you but when you purchase the game and you look at the cover, you're like, okay, you clearly there's ghosts in this game, yeah, right? There's just there's, there's clearly ghosts. <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but up until a certain point, you could legitimately think that Bowser was the antagonist, and then eventually you find out that no, it's King Boo, kind of like you know, um, pulling the strings, pulling the strings behind this fake Bowser, um, presumably just to you know. To fuck with you. To fuck with you, basically. <laughs> yeah, because he knows that Bowser would be scared of you. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is relevant. Surprise, Luigi wins. You win the game. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I just want to just like rattle off a couple real quick. When we're talking about ghosts, I mean, what what, what, what do they look like, right? Um, all of the portrait ghosts that Sarah mentioned oh, look yes. a bit more like uh, humanoid, I would say. Like they all have very distinct... Um, characters and very distinct like personalities. So like you might go into they have names. As they well. have names. They all have names. So for example, you go into one room and it's like this is the nursery, right? Oh god! And you I fight hate that. and you fight this baby ghost. I it's actually the first boss of the game, right? All the other, I guess you could kind of say all the portrait ghosts are like mini bosses. Yeah, yeah. But then there's four main bosses, right? Mm-hmm. So one of them is the the first one is this is this baby ghost. And because of, you know, ghosty magic and stuff like that, it starts off in the room, but then they kind of like magically manipulate the world around you and you get like shrunk down and you're like in the baby's crib while he's like shooting like baby toys at you yeah. and, and stuff like that. Like right? rocking horses and exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. All that kind of weird shit. And and then, um, you know, there's like, uh, there's a dog ghost. There's uh, an old man ghost. There's like a lady who plays in like the music room. Um, there's twins, there's like the mom and dad. So like for all these different portrait ghosts, they kind of have like, um, a personality or like a role they were in the house. Right. So you, cause you, cause you go to the kitchen, you go to the basement, you go to like the garden, all these areas of the mansion, you'll encounter, um, uh, actually one of my favorite ones is the, uh, the painter, right? Oh he'll, yeah. He'll paint, cause kind of going with the portrait theme, he has portraits of ghosts. He goes and like manipulates these portraits and whatever like ghost was painted in the picture will come out of it and attack you, right? Because there's also just kind of like your kind of general vanilla run of the mill ghost that will each have different uh, styles in the way that they attack you or different amounts of health or whatever. And those just kind of look like your more traditional, just kind of like formless, just like blobs of ghost, right? They don't actually look like a human being where the, where the the portrait ghosts do. And those ones will just be scattered throughout the house. Those are kind of like the regular, typical ghost enemies. All of the portrait ghosts, you can't just stun them with your flashlight like you would the regular ghosts. There's some type of game mechanic or puzzle you have to solve in order to be able to um, kind of expose their their weak spot. And so some of these ghosts you might even meet or see in your environment, and you just don't have the tools required to to be able to stun them so you kind of have like one of my favorite ones is um in like the dining room. There's like this big like gluttonous ghost who's just like constantly stuffing his face with food. And the first time you see him, you're like, I, I can't even suck him, right? <laughs> I can't I, I, even I, suck him. Exactly. I can't even figure out how to how to get this guy. So you got to come back later when you figured it out, or or you know when you've gotten some new tool that allows you to do something you couldn't previously. So 
I just wanted to make that distinction. You've kind of got your regular basic enemies as well as your kind of mini bosses and your like main bosses that have more uh, complicated scenarios and how you um, capture them. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, so yeah, so once you've like gone through and you've beaten everything and you trap King Boo in a painting, yay, everything's done. Ba-ba-da-ba, Luigi's the best. Mario's like, thanks, bro, I guess. And that's pretty much it. Um, but it's relevant that you know that King Boo is trapped in a painting because um, the second game starts off with um, King Boo has escaped his painting after Professor Egads has uh, sold it in a garage sale. Oh, my God, <laughs> Professor. Which I love. I love that so much. Um, so basic premise of this, uh, the dark moon is actually referred to as, it's a it's referred to as the dark moon, but it's a crystal that is pacifying all the ghosts in this area. I think it's like Evershade or Everds, Eversdale Valley or something like that. Um, and the ghosts are hostile because that... Uh, the dark moon has been shattered into five different pieces. So normally the ghosts are fine. They're chilling. They're not vengeful spirits. But because this thing that pacifies them is now destroyed, they become hostile. So Makes sense. Naturally, Egads calls Luigi to help because he has so much experience fighting ghosts. (laughs) That's true. Thanks, you fuck. (laughs) You're right. I do have experiences doing this. You suck. Um, So basically, you go through same basic premise, and you also are, you know, you're solving puzzles, you get new gear, um, and you're also uh, helping rescue. uh, Egads came here with some toads as assistants, and you were rescuing the toads from the paintings. so there's not a ton to say about this game. I wasn't in love with this. It was okay. It was an okay game, I think. Um, I don't really think it's necessary that you play this game. Um, but the only redeeming thing with this game, the only thing that's like you definitely should play it and it's amazing, is that you end the game with a little ghost dog named Polterpup. Aww. He's great. He's very sweet. Polterpup. Polterpup. So... That's it's basically just more of the same. There's really not a lot to talk about with uh, Dark Moon. It's it was for the 3DS. There was a um, where is it? What's it fucking called? You know how that you know how they love their fucking puns. What is it called? Jesus. Which are you trying to think about? The um, God. What is it? The dual scream. Remember oh, the Game Boy Horror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so the dual scream oh, replaces the uh, Game Boy Horror. Yeah. So it's basically like the way that you use right. your map and it's access so to all these things. Um, one thing that's really cool, though, about the 3DS version of this... Um, actually, you know what? No, I'm wrong. They did a 3D remake of... Uh, what's it called? Of the first Luigi's Mansion when Dark Moon came out. So that was available on the 3DS. And one of the new things they integrated into this game was the ability to do co-op, which I had played and it was pretty clunky, but I liked the idea. But that's where Gooigi originally came from. Mm. So you could play as multiple Gooigis instead of Luigi. One person is Luigi. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, so I did not play that version. Yes, I did. And it was okay. Yeah. Um, Gooigi returns in Luigi's Mansion 3. That's all people were fucking talking about because <laughs> they didn't really know that Gooigi existed. A lot yeah, of people because exactly. they didn't play Dark Moon. I, right. I, I was like, what? Gooigi, what is, is that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey, Gooigi. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so so you gain access to Gooigi in uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 um, after EGADS upgrades your Poltergust 3000, your vacuum cleaner, to the Poltergust G 
double zero. Oh my god! It's, that's that's goo. By the way, Dad, <laughs> you're killing me, he's old man. Amazing, I love him. I do actually um, love him. He's great. He's so great. Suka, suka. Um. So anyway, so uh, Luigi's Mansion Three came out on Spookoween 2019. So it did. this past October, literally on Halloween. Um, Excite. And much excite. So obviously it's got the main single player story mode, but the cool thing is uh, they've integrated a multiplayer mode in Luigi's Mansion 3. Up to eight players can play. What? Yes. And it's co-op. I didn't know that. Yes. But it's not the main story. It's just uh, a co-op. It's like I a 25 story skyscraper sort uh, of a thing. It's one of those um, jobbies. Mm-hmm. And you, you're you cooperatively working together to, to clear, to suck, to suck them all good. Gotcha. Um, and then there's also the Scream Park. And the Scream Park is a game mode where you can operate on teams. So you can be on Team Luigi or Team Gooigi. <laughs> and you can what fight. What is happening in my life? And you basically life? are trying to catch the most ghosts, like long story short, right? Um, cool. So the basic premise of this, we're not going to give a lot away for this, by the way. Like, disclaimer, no, no yeah. real spoilers. We've never done a review before. Mm-hmm. We've given strong opinions one way or the other. On <laughs> yeah, so we've never but... given an actual quantifiable thing right. to something before. So um, so for this, I'm not going to dive too deep into the game. I'm just going to give you a basic premise, and I'm going to tell you about the intro. Why the fuck are we here? Now what? Now how did I get tricked into coming to this place? <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Luigi's had his fill of ghosts. Yes. He's done with ghosts. So, <laughs> so Luigi, Peach, Mario, a couple of toads... And your new best friend, Polterpup, whom I'm in love with. I know. Your new adoptive dog, Polterpup. Um, You are all invited to... <laughs> to the last resort, <laughs> which is Gets not me every time. I know, which is not ominous at all. And so you walk in, and it's this beautiful, just like seventeen-story tall skyscraper, solid gold. You walk into the place; it's solid gold. It's beautiful. Um, uh, the bellhops come and take your uh, suitcases away. It's decorated with like. There's cakes and presents and balloons and everything everywhere. Um, it's just this like, big celebration for you guys. And you, the reason why you came here is just you guys need a vacation. You need a break. It takes a lot saving the world constantly all of the time. So this is why you agree to come to this place. It looks beautiful. It's got tennis courts, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so you walk in and... Um, very clearly, because like I said, not really spoilers. It's right. Luigi's Mansion. You knew what 3. you were getting into when you uh, started this game. Yeah, you, know? you mm-hmm. knew they're gonna be ghosts. It's not like you're like right. what. But I was so blown away just by this intro sequence because it's so funny. You walk in and you already know that you're gonna encounter ghosts, right? right? Like it's they're gonna on the happen. Box. Yeah, yeah, it's on the box. That's the whole fucking point. Um, but you walk in and all of the staff in this hotel are just like wearing masks of the same face. Like they're disguised as people, which is amazing. They're wearing uniforms, but something's off about the staff here. By which I mean their like their gloves slash hands are kind of floating away <laughs> from their actual cuffs of their shirts. Like they're floating up the up the uh up the stairs. Like they're very clearly not taking steps or anything. They're just floating um and when you talk to them it's like a bunch of like like little 
like la- <laughs>, laughs and they're like wispy like sounds like when yeah. you're talking to them they're very clearly ghosts guys it is very obvious very obviously ghosts and it's hilarious honest to god so you have been um invited here by helen gravely who is the hotel's owner. She seems very gracious. Let me take your let uh let me have one of my bellhops take your uh suitcases up to your rooms and have a good night. So you all go upstairs. Luigi uh, stre- stretches and he yawns <laughs> and he lays down on his comfy bed and he's woken in the middle he's woken in the middle of the night to a scream from Princess Peach. What? Who could have predicted? Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed something like this? So you go out of your uh, room, you open your door, suddenly like all of the balloons that were once everywhere have like angry, spooky faces on them. (laughs) (laughs) And like the place is very clearly changed. It's spooky as fuck. Like it's not solid gold anymore, guys. We're not in Kansas anymore. So, um, as you're walking through as Luigi, you realize that Helen Gravely is in cahoots with King Boo. So Helen Gravely really admires King Boo and wants to prove to him that she is like a loyal servant to him. So she's captured Mario, Peach, and Luigi and served him up on a silver platter. Easy breezy, no problem, game's over. Just kidding. Luigi escapes down a laundry chute and does and evades uh, getting placed in a in a portrait because that's King Bo's thing. That's he really thing. gets that's off on about, on yeah. fine art. Yeah, yep. so can't blame him. He just ectoplasms all over the place. Oh god, for some fine art. So he so anyway. Let it be known that you're encouraging this, not me. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's great. I am a child. Um. Anyway. So you escape down a laundry chute, and this is where our actual adventure begins. So basic, basically, oh, this is important too. Um, also, just just for the sake of like rubbing it in, you know, um, they've managed to capture Professor Egads. So Egads is actually the first uh, painting that you find and encounter, and you save Egads from that painting, which is super convenient. Glad you're here, Professor, because uh, until this time, you don't have a vacuum. Right. Like, you have no way of... You walk out, I think you have a flashlight, and that's it. So you can't... You can't Classic really capture the ghosts. game technique yeah. where you can't really fight the enemies. Yeah. Flip the script, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you manage to avoid capture. Uh, you save Egads. Egads sets you on this path. He gives you he gives you the new uh, polter goo, <laughs> and uh, you have access goo. to yeah you no goo. Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, but so now you actually have access to uh, to the first level of the uh, hotel. So. The reason the the thing that I think is really cool about this particular game, opposed to like the mansions, um, it's really cool being able to backtrack and everything. Like that's still pretty prevalent in this game. But the way that you travel through this uh, hotel is up and down. It's a skyscraper. Right. So you go into the elevator, and all the buttons are missing for the elevator, except for the basement. It's like of course, yeah. It's like basement and like the first floor. As you are progressing through this hotel, you are getting different numbers, like different buttons for different floors uh, to gain access to those those rooms and those floors through the elevator. Love that system. Very smart. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, so that's basically what it is, is you're fighting through these stages, you're defeating bosses, you're going to different levels of the building, and you are fighting, like, uh, getting buttons as you go. 
The thing that I think is super cool about this game is each level of this hotel looks super, super different from the previous one. There, I'm not giving too much away. There's like, I'm trying to think of like one of the first ones you go to. There's like, um, you know what? There's like a prehistoric uh, level of there's the hotel. There's like an Egyptian one. There's an Egyptian yep. level of the hotel. There's a um, there's one that's just like uh, magic. So it's like it feels yeah. like a lot like Alice in Wonderland kind yep. of. Um, and there's like one that's like covered in plants. Like they're all very very night different. And day different. Yes. Well, really, just all well, night. That's all night, but um, because yes, Resident Evil Five. We're looking Lu- at you. <laughs> even Luigi's Mansion is at night. Yeah. Why aren't you? Why are you not? Um. But yeah, so that's that's really awesome to me about this game. Like they have managed to find a way to, hey, we don't go into a portal into a different area of the world or some weird alternate right. reality. This is a haunted ass hotel, and each level is thematic, which so you is still kind of get that like Mario yeah. gameplay that you expect, where all the levels are going to be very, you know, there's going to be a stark contrast between the levels, right? Where in the early Luigi's Mansion. You didn't really get that, right? It felt more like Resident Evil 1. You're all in this one mansion. Everything you do is exploring the rooms of this mansion. This has a very different sense of exploration in that like every part of the hotel is just night and day different. Mm-hmm. It was still cool. It's still cool in the first and second games because it's oh, like Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, in the first in, in the second game you go to different mansions. Right. There are different homes right. that you go to and they're all kind of different, right? Um the first game is just like each room is just its own theme, right? Like, this is the dining room. This is where I find that big, fat, like, gluttonous ghost. Um, this is the uh, the bathroom. This is where I find this ghost that's taking a shower. Like, Oh, that's actually a really funny I thing. I love that yeah. part, yeah. It looks like a pretty lady behind the shower curtain. Like, and you, you kind of see their silhouette the... and you pull it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's and funny. it's a ghost. It's a ghost, yeah. <laughs> uh, bah. So, titties are spooky. Bah. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So, boobies. <laughs> huh? Boo. Uh, Goobies. Goobies, that's a different thing. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so this is like a very, uh, I I really, really love the layout for this game. I think they really perfected what Luigi's Mansion is in this game. So big fan. I I think it's great that they did kind of, like you said, you know, flip the script. If they had just done another mansion, uh, maybe we would have gotten kind of stale, right? You mean like... Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon well, no, and no, how no. it was mansions and how it got stale. Well, sure, sure. But I'm saying yes. like three in a row. You know That's what I mean? What I, yeah, Like yeah. maybe two in a row is like, is fine. They fell into but... the small digression, very quick digression, but they fell into that like Bioshock thing where it's Bioshock 1. Here's yep. this really beautiful, intricate setting. Um, very unique, very different. Uh, let's make another one. Where are we going to set it? Same place. No, fuck, no. Then the third one, oh, it, now yeah. it's in the sky. It's different. And it is, and it's cool. But Luigi's Mansion did the same thing. It's like, a mansion? How about more than one mansion? It's like, it's still a mansion. Right. But then in three, they still took it and flipped the script and made it so that it's super, yeah. super immersive and fun and so cool. So they, they, have, they haven't reinvented the game entirely, but they've, you know kept it fresh throughout the game. Yes, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so that's pretty much all I'm going to say about the third game because I don't want to... Yeah. About the plot, at least. And, there, and there's some um, new like powers and stuff that you get. But like yeah, Gooigi. Like Gooigi, for example. So, so you get to use Gooigi as a... Um, as like I don't want to say as like a player two because it's not really like a player it, two. I mean, it kind of is though. You it get is. to kind of solve two player mm-hmm. puzzles with one person. Sometimes there's like, there's like something that is too... Uh, 
sometimes like you need two vacuums to suck something up. So you use Guiji, you put him down, you turn his vacuum cleaner on, and then you switch back to yourself, and then you can use both vacuum cleaners and you're pulling something. Um, Guiji is made of goo surprise um so he can like fit through like sewer grates and he can fit through places that uh luigi can't because he is like wearing a meat suit so he can't he can't (laughs) slip through a fence right um so he's he's more like a tool that you get to use which is really really awesome um you still have your flashlight which is cool and then you also have um I think you get this in this first game, but it's like a magic. It's like a black light. So it's how you uh, save um, the guys from the portraits, really. So you have, oh, then you have the ability to jump. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Right. That's funny. In Luigi's Mansion 1, you could not jump. In Luigi's Mansion 2, you could not jump, yeah, I don't believe either. Crazy. Um, so One thing that I do want to say about Guiji before we move on, mm-hmm. though, before we get too far away from that, is there's some enemies here that will like oh, capture yeah. you. That doesn't really happen in Luigi's Mansion 1 or 2. Not really. Maybe a little bit, but you can kind of break out of it. Mm-hmm. There will be several times where you are trapped. Like, you're fucked. You, it would just be game over. But then you can set, like, while Luigi is trapped, you can send Guigi out to attack um, who's ever capturing Luigi and, and free him. Which, so, you know, I, it adds a whole other yeah. level to the combat. Well, thing. and that's that's the thing that's cool is it's it's not even just combat. So, like, for example, there is a ghost that will, like, grab Luigi. And then you switch to Guigi, like, you use your polter goo, and you send out Guigi, and then Guigi can stun the ghost and suck him up into his vacuum. Also, environmentally and puzzles-wise, puzzly, puzzlies, um... There's like a this happens on a couple of occasions and it and it does catch me off guard and it's pretty scary when it happens. But um, for example, uh, there's a couple of points where like a big cage will drop down and capture Luigi. And as the cage has captured Luigi, suddenly like the walls have spikes on them and start to <laughs> come close to yeah, crush I mean, why Luigi. Not? Why not? So you have to send out Luigi. Do a bunch of puzzle shit. Save yourself. So you are literally sending out Guigi to, to, save to rescue yourself, yourself yeah, which is who is funny. going to be crushed by spikes yeah, momentarily. Pretty, pretty so um, I really love that as far as like puzzle solving is concerned. Right. That's that was a really really uh, creative way. Because even do something that, simple like that, they're like, we want to make it so that you have a limited amount of time to solve this puzzle, or else you will die. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how do we do that? You're stuck in one spot. Oh well, shit. What if you're stuck in one spot? You can't go around and solve the puzzle, right? So I think that even yeah. though it seems very simple on its face, I think it allowed for some puzzle solving that really wouldn't have been physically possible otherwise because before either you're trapped or you're not, right? So yeah. this kind of gives you like the sense of I'm trapped, but also I can freely explore the room, right? Yes. Which is kind of a weird dynamic very that you wouldn't no- normally have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so we've talked about tools we've talked about the plot yeah. i don't want to talk too much about the plot with this one yeah, no it's, i agree but it is still your standard fair mario right. nothing Brothers super crazy yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but do we want to i think um i think we can probably get into the rating i don't know that there's yeah uh, 10 m- out of 10 there's a ghost dog in it there you <laughs> go <laughs> thanks for listening thanks uh, see ya <laughs> no um i think the the only other thing that i did want to say about it is um th- uh, they added some new. I can't, we kind of already touched on this, but they added some new like tools and powers that allow you to like solve puzzles in different ways, which I think is kind of cool. And um, I think they also uh, made a lot more variety in the way that you have to attack yes, enemies. I agree. Right? Where in the older games, it was just like you hit him with your flashlight and then you suck him. Right 
That's that's what I do. That's kind of how you take down most of your standard enemies. Where in in this game, obviously your bosses and your mini bosses are are not like that at all, just like in the early games. But even your standard enemies, there's a lot more variety in the way you have to fight them. So I do kind of feel like they took the classic Luigi's Mansion formula, added a lot of variety to it. So uh, overall, I was definitely impressed by how they kind of were keeping it fresh. You know, I didn't really know what to expect with this. And in a way, it's kind of more of the same, but I think they kept the stuff that was cool and they kind of added in some some fresh stuff. The other thing I want to say is I think it's really interesting how um, when you go back to the professor's lab to talk to him, he has created this device that basically allows you to teleport there effectively, right? Like you go into the screen yeah. of your device and you like walk out of a TV in his lab, right? So, you know, you're you're functionally teleporting there. And then when you go back, you end up in the exact spot that you left off, right? So basically the professor's lab for uh, for all practical purposes, it's functionally just a pause menu. Yeah. Really? Because like, yeah. when you're in the lab, you can't walk around the lab. You just move your cursor around like which option do I want to select, right? So because that's always what it was in the earlier games, right? Is the lab was just functionally a pause menu. But now they've made that a lot more... Um, a lot more literal, or at least I guess close to being literal, is because you can teleport there and then immediately teleport back to the exact spot you were standing. It makes it feel like you never left the mansion. You just kind of paused and, you know, did stuff in menus and then unpaused, right? But uh, despite it functionally being a pause menu, it doesn't kind of like break the immersion of the game if you will which i thought was, was yeah. a really cool creative decision yeah, yeah I, I thought so too I, they really got creative with this game i think yeah. and i i really did i really For did sure. appreciate that while i was playing it i i like binged this game yeah um, you really did well, it's been it's been hard for me to play a lot of games lately because so you're like I know I got to knock this out <laughs> well, yeah, while I can. Yeah, if, pretty much. And, and yeah. we're I mean, obviously we haven't recorded in a while, so that can kind of give yeah. you a, a little bit of a yeah. window into how busy we've been lately. Right. Um, but I started playing Luigi's Mansion and I killed it. Yeah. I you I think did. two you days did. I sat down and I just played that nonstop for, sure. for two days and it was great and I loved it. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to say this earlier, but I forgot. It's a pretty short game. It is pretty short, yeah. And that is something that has been a constant throughout the Luigi's Mansion uh, franchise. They are all quite short, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, kind of in the way that like Resident Evil 1, I keep making that parallel, but there's so many similarities. Resident Evil 1, you can beat in under an hour. And I'm not talking about speed running, right? Like speed running is way faster than that. I'm saying like as a, you know, m more casual gamer... You could still beat that game in under an hour. I'm very confident that Luigi's Mansion 1, you could also beat in under an hour, not being a speedrunner or trying to do it as fast as you possibly could, an right? An hour? It's very fast. If you I played 30 hours of that game. Yeah, but I'm saying if you just like did everything as fast as you could and you mm. knew exactly where you were going, yeah, I think you could beat it in under an hour. I don't think so. Don't quote me on that. But I, I mean, won't. It is a very <laughs> short game. Uh, the first one, yeah, is yeah. pretty short. I will the say that. The first one is very the third, short. The third game, there's 17 stories. To I, w the... I was talking about the first game. Oh, I'm, I'm, I thought I'm... you said each game for some no, reason. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the first game is really I'm, short. I'm just using that to illustrate how short these games mm -hmm. are. This one, I don't know if you could do it under an hour. That might be a little bit no. more general. It does feel like there's more going on in this game. Um, and uh, yeah, there is some stuff that I don't want to talk about. Like one scene in particular. Uh, I think it's really kind of new and exciting. It does involve a toad, 
um, who, as it turns out, is kind of a little masochist. Um, Don't be weird. <laughs> what? He loves it. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but I do think I do think this game like really really uh, stood out in in the in the franchise. Yeah. And and I honestly, I think it, yeah, it went as, in a positive direction. Yeah. And as far as like Mario games are concerned, it's really up there for me. I think yeah. I think that because I, I haven't played two. But both Luigi's Mansion one and three are are definitely up there for me for in sure. like the whole Mario Luigi uh, world. Yeah, for sure. So we want to uh, want to slap our rating let's, on. This? Let's get into it. Yep. So let's talk about um, what's our what's our rating system here, right? Because we've never done this before, so we want to kind of establish a a baseline. We are going to be awarding Sarah and I each have come up with a rating, so we may differ. Our rating is going to be either one, two, three, four. Or five arrows to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do like 1.5 yes. to 2.5, right. um, for but certain things. Whatever the number is, that's how many arrows to the knee. The point is Adam really is loves that it's getting arrows to the knee. <laughs> he really, really loves I that do that's really a love thing. That. Um, but yes, but Sarah yes. is right. There, There is... Um, you can get half points, right? So you can get in between. Like the, the two arrow and the three. goes in the knee and snaps off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for so sure. We see, and now because when we were discussing it, we were like, "Does that make sense?" It yes. does make sense. You could have half of an arrow in your knee. You can. You can have yeah, half an arrow. Yeah, makes perfect your knee. sense. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Right. But is that um, better or worse? Uh yes. The Maybe more if... the more arrows in your knee, the better. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we've decided. That's what All I've decided. Right. Yeah. All right, sure. Because I thought it. about this whole thing. I was like, <laughs> should we say one arrow to the knee is the best? Zero but arrows to the knee. Is I guess the that'd best, be the best. Probably. But so, so now this is how I've kind of wanted to explain <laughs> it away. Is I've, this is the mythology behind it? Is <coughs> the more arrows to the knee, the more powerful the game is, and the more arrows ah, you need to, to take it yes, down. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. So I think that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Five is the best. Right. Um, one is garbage. So yeah. So let's let's establish a baseline here because yeah. this I think is important. So what does a a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five mean? Right. One is something that. Superman 64. We think it's terrible. <laughs> we do not recommend you buy it. We do not recommend you play it. In Don't our, even look at it. In our opinion, you might just forget it exists, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you uh, and, and that rating might not come out very often, but I mean that... Superman 64. An example would be a Superman 64. A more recent example that I would say <laughs> is like a Mass Effect Andromeda, right? <sighs> yeah. Something that I would say is unplayable. Do not waste your time, right? Mm -hmm. A two is something that... In our opinion, it is not good. I we don't necessarily recommend you playing it, but but we can see people. We can it. recognize that maybe it's just not for us, and we can see how other people might like it. Mm -hmm. Right? A three is going to be a very solid, very good game. We recommend that you play it. We think it has merit, but it's not exactly blowing our dicks off. Right? So I love it, the phrase "blowing our dicks off." It's it's a game that we Sucking encourage you to play. No, that would be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, wait, oh, but it's not doing yeah. that. Okay, no, you're right. We're good. But we're you good. suck the dick so good that it blows it off. Right, exactly. Like once you get Okay, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> this right. This is, I'm glad we have that explicit Quality. rating on our Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a three is something that we recommend it. We think it's worth your time to play it and enjoy it, but it's not, you know, it's not one of the best games in the world, right? Mm -hmm. A four rating is going to be an exceptional very very high quality game right this is a game that we think you should drop what you're doing go play it it is awesome right but the five rating is only going to be re uh, reserved for games like your oh i don't know 
The Legend of Zelda Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, Time <laughs> The Witcher, Witcher 3, <laughs> games like that that are just like some of the best games we've ever played, right? So for something to get a 5, realistically that might not happen very often. If 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 we say a 4, you know, we we want to express that that means a very 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 good game, yes. right? It's just not necessarily one of the best we've ever played right right so. um a couple things to take into account as well because we understand rating systems are bias uh adam and i really are nintendo fanboys like we oh, really yeah. really love nintendo sure. um but i do i do want to like be honest we, we were kind of like sitting here and we were talking about like oh what would be a five um even with nintendo there's probably like two games three games that oh, would yeah, really sure. make like a five, a five rating yeah, exactly. um we're, so we're, we're trying to keep that a little more exclusive yes yeah. we want to be like pretty pretty selective about the fives right. that we give out so um and a couple things like the, so this is basically like we sat down we talked about it uh and we're ki- the things that we're ranking these based off of it's not just like yeah it was pretty good uh yeah. 3.5 you know we, what i mean we, we've got we've we, got uh five different criteria yes. that we that we have kind of factored into our our rating yep mm-hmm. um so one of those is plot yes. or storytelling which as you may have known if you've listened to us at all we care about that a lot Yes, right. that's very important to yeah. us. Um, the other one is creativity. So we say creativity, that includes appearance, stylistic right. choices, world building. The way that um, I like to phrase it is creative vision. Yes. So we're talking about the art style, the music, like Sarah said, the world building. So this is an example that I really like to give too, is like when you're playing um, Legends of the Wind Waker and you go play that one mini game and he goes, Sploosh, Sploosh or kaboom. That's not really part of the art style of the game necessarily but that builds a world yeah that it makes adds it to the character it, it it gives you a sense of immersion uh when you're playing the game all of those things i think come together with the art and the music and all that other stuff to be what i refer to as the creative vision right mm-hmm. right um the other one we uh, are you, the other like score that we're giving yeah. is for gameplay. Yep. So that includes that old thing. That old thing. So that includes like uh, controls. Um, how I guess like challenging would that even be part of it? Probably not. Yeah. No. I I, think I guess not so much for me because difficulty can be variable. For I a do lot of think. Games, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. I. But I guess. I guess it's more like. Um, this is where I would put is this game polished at. This is where I would put this. Um, how do the how are the controls? How does it flow? Um, how does it function? What's the performance like? Um, things like that. Um, and then the last one that we have is the fun factor. Well, um, I already said there was five. Oh, you said five. I did. Oh, we agreed on five. Oh, that's not what I have written down. Oh, that's not what I have written down five. Right here. Oh, you still did polish? Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Gameplay. And then polish. Poli- I think that polish has to be a separate thing because, no, it does. Because think of all the games where the game mechanics are awesome, but they're buggy, right? Like the idea behind the mechanics is really good, but maybe it wasn't implemented as well as it could be, right? Sure. That's, there's, I, Fallout 4 is an, is an excellent example. We talked about that. The gameplay of Fallout 4 is excellent, but overall... It's lacking a lot of polish, right? That's true. So I think that those have to be separate mm-hmm. categories. Sure. Uh, and then fun. Was as, it fun? Or as I like to call it, the fun factor. That's what I said the first. Time. <laughs> I know. But yeah, yeah, the I just fun factor. To that, yeah. Um, a good example of this. I was using this like while we were talking upstairs about 
the scoring and everything um, would be like beautiful Katamari. Yeah. Great example of that. So as far as, as far as I'm concerned, creativity, like a, like artistic vision, I would give that like a five, right? Um, plot probably is negative points. <laughs> um, uh, performance or uh, not performance, like gameplay. I would still, I would say, still say it's like a one or a two because it's very, very basic. Um, but then fun factor five yeah. for sure. Sure. Um, because it's it's so basic, it's so simple, but it is super, super fun. Um, so these are these are some of the some of the like things that differ um throughout from game to game. So, um, so for do we want to jump into Luigi's Mansion three rating? Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Cool. So, yep, like we said, Sarah and I each have our own rating. Uh, do you want to go first yeah, with sure. yours? Yeah, um, sure. So, for me, I'm going to give this a 3.5. I know okay. that's super boring because it's like right half in the middle, um, but I still think this is a really good game. I wouldn't say it's great. The only thing for me that was holding this game back is the plot, but naturally, like per Mario games, the plot isn't really while why you're yeah. here. Um, so the gameplay is really, really fun. It's addicting in a way, like what, running around with that vacuum cleaner, sucking up everything. Um it's so fun. Like I, I make, I, I go out of my way to try to uh, get every single thing into the vacuum cleaner that I can because it's, it is really fun. It's kind of like uh, in the Lego games, like Lego uh, yeah. Star Wars games yep. where you find those little rivets and you, and you to, just yep. have to get all of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that it, that it uh, appeals to that sort of like uh, collecting um, part of me in video games that I really love. Um, as far as like a uh, creative vision is concerned, I loved this game. Like I, I rated that very high for that, um, specifically because it's such a simple idea. Um, but I really, really love this idea of Luigi just somehow thwarting King Boo yeah. <laughs> out of sheer luck. And even though he's terrified, yeah. uh, the game is hilarious. Like the jokes are really, really funny. Um, Egads is amazing. Luigi's amazing. Um, even the ghosts, like these little jokes that they slip in are really, really yep. well done. Yep. So it's a cute game. It's a fun game. It's an addicting game. If you're looking for a really good storytelling game, probably it's, not what you're not looking it. for. But I would still say that it's definitely worth playing. Right. So 3.5 arrows to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying it. I appreciate that yeah. you, you hear me there. Yep. Yeah. So um, <laughs> our, our ratings are, are, are pretty close to each other. I ended up giving it uh Four, a four. A, which is a solid four arrows to the knee. No half arrows here. <laughs> and and so, I mean, we have a, a lot of the same opinions about this. I think that I actually probably even rated the creative part of it maybe even a little bit higher than you did. Um, and I also thought it was very well polished, which I think is despite, um, you know, despite my plot being a little bit lower, um, Overall, I felt it was a very polished game. I felt that uh, the whole aesthetic, uh, including the kind of like art style and the design choices on the ghosts and all the different environments and stuff like that, I thought was really great, Um, especially because it was such a big, maybe if like all of the Luigi Mansions game had, had, had been like this, I might not have rated it. I might not have rated the creative vision as high as I did. Um... But because it was kind of a, a a big turning point from the rest of the series, I definitely put that up a little bit higher mm-hmm. than if it was just kind of the standard form for it. And I thought the gameplay um, was very cool. A lot of new innovations, like I mentioned before. So, you know, like I said, if, if the gameplay was mostly the same as the other ones, 
would have been a little bit lower on that, but I did think they did a really good job of innovating and adding um, kind of new mechanics and some interesting spins on the puzzles and type of game mechanics that they already had. So a lot of why my ratings were, I think, just a little bit higher than yours was because of how it was kind of, I would say, an improvement on on previous games, right? I think mm-hmm. that definitely weighed into it for me. And definitely very fun, very enjoyable. Like Sarah said, is you really feel like you got to just have your vacuum on all the time and just suck everything in the room, right? Like you suck really, you really feel compelled to just suck down every corner of the room just in case there's some hidden money somewhere uh, that y- you don't want to miss, right? So overall, for me, just a solid four whole arrows to the knee. <laughs> definitely recommend that you go out and, and, and play this game. And uh, I, I think it's definitely really worth your time. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Cool. So that's Luigi's Mansion. That's Luigi's Mansion. That's our first review. That's our first review. Yeah. So now what I'm curious is, is uh, are we going to do this a couple times and we realize like, huh, our ratings are just like really close to each other. Or, so we're just going to give a group or just uh, I will, well, We will switch it so it's not individual anymore. I don't know. There's like some games that you I think love we, I, that I don't like. That is true. I think we are going to hit some where our ratings are going to be possibly very different from yeah, each other. I yeah, I think so too. For sure. And then we can fight yeah. to the death. Exactly. To see who gets, who gets the, uh, the say no, of who we, gets the most arrows. We cannot arrows. coexist. No. Yeah. There's only so many arrows to go around. Yeah. So and someday what we're going to do is we're going to film a video of us like shooting arrows into a target and then we'll say, I give it four arrows. <laughs> Jesus. You really love this joke. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty okay. Pretty <laughs> Cool. Oh man, yeah. So, so yeah, sorry we took such a long hiatus uh, from our last episode, but uh, hopefully now that we're not quite as busy, we can get back on track here. She and be says a more right regular. before Black Friday, and uh-huh, I work retail. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, right, but that's you know. Yes, we're not going to record this weekend. It would be next week anyway, so you know, uh-huh. it'll be fine. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see you next week, guys. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you in hell. See you, nerds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>